You're listening to Market Scale Sports and Entertainment. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and I'm about to have a conversation with the co-founder and CEO of Really, Cullen Gallagher. Cullen, how are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. I appreciate it. It's good to be here. Hey, it's good to have a chance to talk to you. You are mixing two things I really love, sports as a fan and uh, nerdy technology. I really love gadgets and technology, so I'm really excited about this. Uh, let me, let's start off just with a simple question. Why did you decide that this was something that you absolutely had to create? Oh, man, that is a good question. Um, the nerdiness, I think, was uh, shared by me, but it really started off you know, with a, a big love of sports. And so uh, my co-founders and I, specifically my co-founder, Ian Stevens, we used to, uh, you know, sort of watch sporting events. Uh, for me, it was uh, NBA basketball. And we'd always want to share a great play that we just saw. So I would say, oh my gosh, did you see that amazing dunk by LeBron or something like that? And he's, he would say, no, send it to me. Uh, so I would then endeavor to try and find a place where that highlight was saved uh, online and then send it to him. But most of the time, you know, the, the highlights weren't being uh, put out quickly enough. Uh, if there was something online, it was likely a video that someone shot on their cell phone of their television. And by the time I would send him that uh, link, it would be taken down by a copyright request. So we had the initial idea to create a sports app that fixed all of these problems that was, uh, you know, sort of content rich, that understood what you liked, sent it to you immediately after it happened. And what we ran into is what a lot of entrepreneurs run into, uh, both scaling and licensing. We were having issues getting the licenses for this content from you know, the bigger leagues. And we also realized that even in our testing phase, that we had to employ a lot of people to clip the highlights in real time. And even then, it was a little bit slow. And the real thing was we knew it wouldn't scale. So while we were working on the licensing, we said, Hey, how can we scale this? How can, it, how can we have it so if we're watching 50 games, I don't need 150 or 200 editors uh, in a room? How can we do this automatically? And once we started doing some investigation, uh, we settled on computer vision and decided that that was a pretty good option. Um, and I can get into that a little bit later if you'd like. But, you know, since we did that, we've really seen a demand from, you know, sports leagues, uh, teams, content providers like broadcasters and streaming uh, platforms. And they all sort of have a similar need of a lot of video that they need to get through quickly. And we try to provide the solution to that using artificial intelligence. Now, you had two huge challenges that you just mentioned, licensing and scalability. Which one of those really knocked you back on your heels the most and required you to sort of regroup and approach it from maybe a different way than you did initially? They went hand in hand, I would say. Uh, so... The scaling was going to be an issue no matter what. And we're a, a couple of us founders are business school nerds. And so we sort of recognize that, that, you know, existential threat to the business that this just did not scale. So if you really wanted to grow it out, you're going to have some problems. The licensing would have killed us a lot quicker. Uh, there were, there were teams and leagues that were interested in being on the platform. One of the biggest leagues in the world specifically said, Hey, we actually really like your app. But, you know, we can't give you the license uh, unless you have a million subscribers. So it was a chicken and the egg problem. How do you get a million subscribers onto an app with no content in order to get that content? So I think the licensing would have been a bigger challenge. And that's, that's you know, the nature of the sports industry. Uh, the scaling was going to be a challenge for any business. But the licensing one, I think, was a bigger challenge for us because it was unique to sports. And we were not sports guys before. We had not worked in sports. 
So I don't want you to give away the secret sauce, but I want to talk about the three, I call them the three products of this thing that you have called Rocket Really, um, which is one of your products. I want you to talk about the three, what I call the outputs, mobile, distribution, and data. So let's start off first with data, because that's the nuts and bolts. How exactly am I leveraging this data into something meaningful? Yeah, and you you just basically hit the nail on the head. It's taking a, a large amount of data and getting actionable insights out of that. So for what we do on the Rocket Reel platform, it is, you know, video real-time video inferencing and event detection for sports. Uh, so what we like to think of ourselves as is either the first opportunity a league has to get into uh, into clip editing or, you know, a, a more efficient way of doing it over legacy uh, versions. So what we do is when we're inferencing the, the videos, you know, we're looking for a bunch of different things. What's the scoreboard saying? Is the crowd uh, loud? Is the announcer excited or angry? What's his sentiment? You know, what sort of sequence of shots is happening? Are we going from a long shot to a slow motion close up? And also individual events uh, as requested by our uh, any of our clients. So some of our clients in lacrosse and hockey have asked us to clip out the face offs. So we've taught our system to understand when a face off is occurring just by the video that's in front of it. We've taught the system to clip out every single pitch individually for uh, for baseball. The difference is all in on the on the customer side right so some customers just want to be able to quickly share clips have automated highlight reels of their whole games and share those with their fans other customers are using this and filtering this down to their teams and their coaching staffs to say here's an opportunity to look at specific plays and how they broke down and now you don't need to have sort of that that video intern to be clipping these things um on their own. You can do this automatically. So really we derive our feature set and the use cases from our customers directly. Some of them want MP4 video outputs that are tagged, you know, with, with metadata and other others just want the, the JSON file output. So sort of, uh, you know, it's a, it's a text file that, you know, ties to a specific moment of every video and it has specific tags on the action that's happening who's involved, what's the score, all, all those sort of things. So, you know, the data piece is really dependent on what our customers ask for. Out of the box, we provide scores, replays, uh, you know, and, and what we call hype events, just sort of interesting events that are outside of the score uh, scoreboard realm. Uh, but, you know, we'll customize and make anything that anyone needs. And like you said, we're, we're all about deriving actionable data from this video content. So you've turned this into... A, an opportunity for a team or for individuals to be basically their own ABC wide world of sports directors. They can choose the highlights they want. They can process them, send them out. And you mentioned being able to distribute that information. You've also come up with a way to integrate uh, rocket reel with social media distribution. Yeah, that's correct. So as you're watching a game on the Rocket Reel platform, uh, you know, you don't need to. You can schedule out and say, hey, we've got a stream that's coming live at 7 p.m. on Friday. It's football. Here's the two teams. And our system will just wake up at the right time and start cutting clips. But a lot of our teams and leagues use this sort of as, like you said, an automated production truck. So they'll load up a couple of different games. And as those games are playing, 
you know, in sequence, different uh, highlights and events are coming out. So if a score happens within a couple of seconds, you have a ready-made video file to either download or share right to Facebook and Twitter. We really like the integration with social, social media and a lot of our team and league clients use that almost exclusively uh, on the platform. And uh, for example, you know, our first client was Major League Lacrosse and they would they did not have the ability to clip highlights from a lot of their games so they would come in you know monday morning after uh, a lot of games had happened over the weekend and you know interns or people around the office would start cutting up highlights to put together highlight packages well now we made it so they were able to have 6200 clips already tagged and ready to go out to twitter you know they shared they shared hundreds of clips over the course of last season and saw 700,000 uh unique impressions about 3 weeks ago uh, we signed up uh, uh, University of Kansas Athletics, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Uh, so their baseball team was in a similar situation. So their basketball team's fairly covered by traditional, you know, production methods. But you know, collegiate baseball isn't quite the draw that you know March Madness and everything is. But their baseball team has been using our platform, and within three weeks, they've seen over a hundred thousand video views on videos shared from the Rocket Reel platform, you know, direct to Twitter, and so. That's where we really see the sweet spot in, in order, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of these top leagues that are going to continue to use legacy processes. They have already have the equipment. They already have, uh, you know, the, the workers and the editors, but there's this whole tier just below the top tier that has largely been locked out of the ability to create highlights. And that's where we see our real value. Some of these mid tier and small teams and leagues, this is the first time they're really able to get their content out to their fans in a hurry with very minimal training, almost no training on their part. Uh, they don't have to know really anything about editing to be able to do it. So we really, we really like that sweet spot, sort of the smaller teams and leagues. You mentioned some of these uh, teams being locked out of being able to leverage, you know, their highlights and, and their information. A lot of mobile app developers kind of like that wall to garden sort of situation where, hey, we've made our app. You can use our app if you want to take advantage of our technology, but really didn't do that. Yes, you have a, an app that's fantastic, but you're absolutely happy to white label your tech for someone who wants to license it. Yeah, exactly. We've largely stayed out of the distribution game. As I mentioned early on, you know, we had this, we had a really cool uh, mobile distribution piece, but the licensing was such a concern all the way down. Basically, until you get to high school, like all, all of the licensing concerns are pretty significant uh, for every level of sports. So we largely got out of the distribution game. We enable other people to distribute how they want to distribute. So again, besides sharing on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, you can download the clip and, and you know, put it where, wherever your uh, content wants to live, whether that's on your own website or anything like that. So, you know, the distribution piece, uh, you know, we just want to be able to make the best product that works in the way our customers need. So right now we don't have YouTube integration, but we were recently asked about that. So that's something that we're investigating. So whatever, however our customers want to use the content, that's fine by us. And that's why we work directly with the content rights holders because we don't want to run afoul of any sort of distribution um, where we're not allowed to be sharing the clips that we're sharing. So uh, it's been a, a significant uh, pivot in our business. But, you know, the pivot from sort of a B2C model to a B2B has had a lot of benefits. And we're actually, you know, able to provide instead of, you know, sort of a ad supported ecosystem that people might may or may not have on their phones. We've been able to provide a service 
for the sports teams and leagues that they really, really want. And, you know, we feel good about that. And we always want to work with them to help them get their content out in any way that they can. You know, the thing I find most exciting about the blending of technology and the the adoption of technology by sports leagues is that it creates a new frontier. It's a new way to consume and share and interact with whatever my favorite sport is. What do you see as being some of the things that can be achieved on the horizon as this blend continues to get stronger and stronger? Oh my gosh. So, (laughs) you know, if you had, if you had maybe my CFO on here, he might be a little less optimistic, but I'm, you know, sort of the, uh, sort of the, uh, (laughs) the guy with his head in the, in the clouds. So I, I think there's largely almost nothing that isn't possible over a long, a long enough timeline. Right. So, you know, using computer vision to find interesting events in sports or in any other video, uh, is, is something that, that I think is, is important. You know, we can, if there's something that can be seen on video, I think that eventually you should be able to teach a computer to be able to see it. So again, right now for us, that's mostly highlights, but you know, we've done some work in player tracking and other things that will start to help us move into analytics. And I've seen some work from some larger companies, uh, companies that, you know, we like and we work with that makes me feel that in, you know, four or five years, there's really no need for a human referee in sports. You know, they're building, you know, real time 3D models of what's going on and they can tell when one player's arm hits another player's arm, you know, to, to mark a foul. You know, we're always, we're always going to have human referees, but that's, you know, cause people love the, you know, subjective nature of sports. They want something to argue over. They want someone to pin their blame on when they're angry about a call, but, You know, it it could be in the future, you know, that it's entirely feasible that we would not need to have uh, human referees. And it's a lot of stuff like that. Uh, You know, like I said, for us, if if it's on the video and if a human can see it, eventually, if we work hard enough and we're smart enough about, you know, processing uh, power and uh, neural network architectures, we should be able to get anything out of the video that a human could. So, like I said, I feel the sky's the limit, whether it's analytics, statistics, or just, you know, new distribution methods and getting the content to the fans quicker and, and, and in even better ways, you know, there's, there's nothing that I think is really a, a stumbling block. Okay. So final question is going to be a two-part question. The most painful moment you've had as a sports fan, and then let's finish with the greatest moment you've had as a sports fan. <laughs> well, the first one's a lot harder than the second one. Uh, so I'm originally from Northern Ohio and, uh, you know, Cleveland fan through and through. Um, so I've seen, you know, our fair share of, uh, you know, uh, Ernest Biner, uh, the drive, you the fumble, any of those things. Um, you know, being a kid when I was in high school, we were, the Indians were really good, 95 and 97. Uh, so the Jose Mesa game was terrible. Probably the hardest thing was losing the Cleveland Browns um, in, you know, the mid nineties. And then I really feel like maybe even harder was getting them back and they've just been terrible for almost 20 years now. So um, be careful what you wish for, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so I, it feels like they're starting to get on track. I like some of the moves they made this off season. Uh, clearly the, the best moment uh, in the lifetime of any Cleveland Cavaliers fan was, uh, you know, uh, winning the championship a couple years back. Um, so that was that was a surreal moment. Um, I got a dog that summer. I named the dog NBA champion Kyrie Irving. Um, 
which, you know, also didn't last, uh, you know, is Kyrie moved over to Boston, but you know, that was a really great time for us. Um, I, I actually feel bad for cities like Boston that, you know, win championships all the time because, you know, waiting for 35 years before we got one was, was really amazing. So yeah, sports, sports can mean a lot to a city in a, in an area. And so, you know, I love them for that reason. I'm glad to be working in the sports industry. So what made that Cavs championship sweeter, winning the title for the first time or the way you did it? Uh, it was the whole thing. It was the whole story, right? So winning that championship, being down 3-1 to the greatest regular season team of all time in the Warriors, uh, it was just, it was really, it was really amazing. And, you know, LeBron being able to to win one back in Cleveland uh, for his hometown, I just thought that was great. Um, and you know, we ended up going to the world series that year with the Indians and I normally that would have devastated me to be up three, one and then lose, uh, the world series. Uh, it did not as much, um, just because I still think I was in a little bit of the afterglow from the championship in June. So I don't know the whole thing. It was, it was basically perfect. So, uh, I don't know. That was a crazy summer. Yeah, it was. Well, it's a good one to have been able to to experience and get through. And I'm glad I had a chance to experience this talk with you today. You you're doing something really cool there, really, and I I appreciate you taking the time today. Today, I've been speaking to Cullen Gallagher, co-founder and CEO for Really. Cullen, thanks again, man, for taking the time. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries. 